We are breaking down the rest of the Buffalo Bills 2022 NFL draft picks today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Tuesday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, or if you're joining us on the YouTube channel, your first watch every day. Well, we've had a chance to respond to the Bills draft picks of Kyer Elam, James Cook, Terrell Bernard, and Khalil Shakir, and today we need to tie a ribbon on responding to the Bills 2022 NFL draft picks. We're diving into punter Matt Ariza, cornerback Christian Benford out of Villanova, linebacker Balen Spector, and offensive tackle Luke Tenuta. So all my thoughts on those draft picks are coming your way today on the podcast. We'll go in order of the way they were selected, and we'll start with punter Matt Ariza out of San Diego State University. Six-round pick, number 180 overall, 21 years old. He turns 22 in May. He's from San Diego, California, and in high school, he was a punter, a kicker, and a defensive back that also competed in soccer and track. He had an outstanding college career as a kicker and a punter, but in the NFL, he will focus only on punting. In 2021, he was sensational, averaged 51.2 yards per punt, which is the NCAA all-time record. He won the Ray Guy Award in 2021 for being the best punter in the nation, and this number really stands out to me. He has an average hang time in 2021 of 3.92 seconds per punt, which is insane. That's a great, great number. He's six foot one and an eighth, 280, 200 pounds, excuse me, not 280 pounds, 200 pounds, nine inch hands, ran a four, six, eight, 40 yard dash, a one, six, one, 10 yard split, 32 inch vertical jump at a 10 foot, one inch broad jump. So he is a good athlete for the punter position. And, um, he's got pretty good size as well. Now let's get into my scouting report on Matt Ariza. Everybody knows he's got a massive leg, a booming leg. He's the type of punter that can flip the field. If you're punting deep in your own territory, he has an opportunity to flip the field just based on his ability to punt and get distance on punts. He had 18 punts of 60-plus yards this past season and two that were 80 or more yards. That's a lot of big-time booming punts in one season. He has a 50-yard net average on open field punts, which is outstanding. He can handle the kicking duties in a pinch, which is really good. You remember the Panthers game last year? Brandon Bean even brought this up in his press conference where the Panthers came to Buffalo. Their kicker got injured pregame, and they didn't have a kicker for the game. Well, now you have a guy that can also get you out of a game at kicker if you need those duties to be handled if your uh, starter goes down. So that's nice to know. Now, he is a left-footed kicker, which makes makes things challenging because you're, well, he would be your holder, but typically holders are not equipped to be able to flip sides like that. But if Matt Ariza winds up being your place kicker, you're going to have to call in someone else to be the punter. So it's going to be a challenging situation no matter what, but especially because he's left-footed. 
He's a good tackler on the punt team. And in fact, you might need to dial it back. He's a very aggressive pursuer of the football. And uh, his background as a defensive back in high school definitely shows up in how he attacks the punt returner. But he's going to need to dial that back a little bit in the NFL. Now, the concerns with Matt Ariza is, first of all, he needs better control on his punts. His touchback percentage is too high. He has over 30% of his pooch punt opportunities resulted in touchbacks. And so you love the booming leg, but you want to see more control and more consistency pinning teams back when you're not punting from distance. And then the other big concern with Matt Ariza, which we've discussed in this podcast before, is that he's never been a holder. He has no game experience holding. And that's a big deal. I know his primary job is to punt, but another major responsibility of a punter is to hold on field goals. And that's an important part of a field goal kicking operation. As we saw when the Bills had Corey Bohorquez as their punter slash holder, he was highly inconsistent with getting the ball set down appropriately for the place kicking operation. And you saw Corey Bohorquez go to the Green Bay Packers this past year and Mason Crosby, a, a phenomenal kicker for them was highly frustrated with the holding of Corey Bohorquez and how inconsistent it was, and he had one of his worst seasons of his career. Go back to the Miami Dolphins. Matt Hawk, the Bills punter and holder from last year, was the holder in Miami. Jason Sanders was an all-pro kicker. He leaves and comes to Buffalo. Matt Hawk does. And the Miami Dolphins had the lowest made field goal percentage in the league this past year because they didn't have the same consistency at holder. Holding matters for your kicking operation. And the question that I always get when I talk about holding is the question of, can't someone else hold on the roster? Can a receiver, a backup quarterback do that? No. The answer to that is no. That is something that the NFL did in the past, and they learned from it. Your punter has to be your holder. There is a chemistry that exists between your specialists, your, your, your long snapper, your kicker, and your punter. Your punter has to be the holder. You can't pull a wide receiver away from practicing being a wide receiver to develop the necessary chemistry to be a holder and work with the field goal operation. You just don't do that anymore in the NFL. It's a specialized role. It has to be done by your punter. Matt Ariza has to prove himself as a, as a holder. He knows that. He talked about it in his press conferences. He's working on it, but he has to prove it because he's never done it, and that's a big function of what he's going to be asked to do. So no, somebody else can't hold, and it's a, in a very important role of a punter in the NFL. So how do I feel about the pick? I love the pick. You guys know how much I've been wanting a new punter. You've heard me talking about punters since I started doing this podcast back in 2019. Holding and control is or are the questions when it comes to Ariza. And I really like how the Bills developed Tyler Bass at kicker. And hopefully they could do the same with a rise at punter. And you have this really exciting pair of, of, of specialists to handle your kicking duties. And I also love this is going to be a cost control player. Tyler Bass at kicker is going to command a high contract. He's going to be expensive to keep long-term. So how much money do you want tied up in your specialists? Well, with Tyler Bass entering year three and Matt Ariza entering year one, you're going to have a nice little opportunity where you're not paying both of them premium money should arise and develop like we think he can. And then I also love the value. I think the sixth round was great value for this punter. I had some thought that he could be a third or a fourth round pick. And the Georgia punter, Jake Camardra, and the Penn State punter, Jordan Stout, both went ahead of him in the fourth round. And so I think this is a great 
value get for the Bills. And in terms of projecting his role, to me, he's the favorite to be the Bills punter this season. Now, as odd as this is going to sound, I wonder if the Bills roster Matt Hawk to be the holder. And I'm sure many of you are losing your mind right now that I said that. And you're mad at me for even suggesting it. But if the holder component is so important to Matt, to, to Tyler Bass, and Matt Ariza is not ready for it, you at least have to have the conversation. Now, hopefully, Ariza gets this done, this down, and, and there's no concerns. But it's at least worth, worth talking about that you could keep Matt Hawk on to be your holder. Again, I know that seems unorthodox, but we've seen teams roster kickoff specialists. So don't think it's that crazy that you could roster both of these players and really make sure that your holding operation is taken care of and your punting operation is taken care of. Now, ideally, that happens in one player, but if for some reason a rise is not ready, it's something that you'll have to consider. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. No business owner wants to deal with the hassle of energy decisions. You just want your business to run smoothly and to pay a fair rate for power. But coming off the back of one of the highest price winters in the last decade, if your business was a purely variable or market rate, you paid out the nose. Many New York business owners switched suppliers out of frustration, but unless they chose alternative pricing options, they're still at risk for a January repeat. Catalyst Power partners with you or your trusted energy consultant to produce a power supply plan that fits your business and your market risk tolerance. We have a suite of options customizable to your business's needs, including options that bundle with or focus on renewable energy. Right now in New York, we're offering an on-site solar solution for your business that requires zero installation, maintenance, or material purchase costs. That's right, no CapEx costs for you. To sweeten the deal, qualified businesses could be eligible for up to six months of at-cost energy supply from Catalyst Power. Go to catalystpower.com slash bills to learn more. Let's move along to cornerback Christian Benford out of Villanova. Bill's six-round pick, number 185 overall. 21 years old. He turns 22 in September. He's a native of Baltimore, Maryland. He had 17 interceptions in high school. This guy's a ball hawk, and he's an academic standout from both high school and college. He went to Villanova, big-time academic school. He's a smart dude. Four-year starter at Villanova, was the conference defensive rookie of the year in 2018. He was an all-conference selection each of the last two seasons. Came away with 14 total interceptions, 47 pass breakups at Villanova. Five interceptions in 2018 alone, seven more in 2021. Let's look at his size and athleticism. He's six foot and a half, which is the 50th percentile for defensive backs. I scored him as a defensive back, not just a corner or a safety because I think he's interchangeable. So this is percentiles relative to defensive backs. 208 pounds, that's a 77th percentile. 31-inch arms, that's the 31st percentile. Nine and three-quarter inch hands, that's the 86th percentile. 74 and three-quarter wingspan, that's the 33rd percentile. 
452 40-yard dash, that's the 48th percentile. 151 10-yard split, which is the, I don't have the percentile on that, I'm sorry. 35-inch vertical jump, that's the 39th percentile. 10-foot 4-inch broad jump, 68th percentile. 713 cone, 19th percentile. 434 short shuttle, 15th percentile. And 17 bench press reps, which is the 64th percentile. So he's got good size overall. Maybe you wish he had a little bit more length, but I mean, 31 31 inch arms checks the box that you're looking for there. Um, Good explosive tests in terms of the 40 yard dash was pretty average. The jumps were average. Not great in terms of the agility scores, you know, very poor in terms of three cone and short shuttle, but kind of fits the mold of, uh, of corners that we've seen the Bills gravitate towards in the past. My scouting report on him. First of all, I love the positional flexibility. I think he has a lot of appeal as an outside zone corner and as a safety, as a guy that can make a transition to safety. So there's some versatility there. His ball skills are outstanding. His ball production is phenomenal. He knows how to read the backfield, get into throwing windows and take away the football, make those game-changing plays. And he overall has very good coverage instincts. Excellent run defender and a tackler. This guy doesn't miss tackles. He loves to be physical and mix it up. He's a guy that can be an asset in sub because of his ability to aggressively still play the run. And even as a D-gap defender, if you play him as an outside corner, he should do a great job there, which also means it should be an asset for him on special teams. So you have a developmental corner with some appeal at safety that should be an outstanding special teams player for you. So how do I feel about the pick? I'm very pleased with this pick. I love that there's a clear path to a role now and in the future. Right now, I think he can come in and, and be an asset on teams. And I feel like down the line, the Bills could have a meaningful player for their secondary. Great culture guy. He's physical. And I love the ball skills. In terms of projecting his role and impact, I think he has a chance to develop into an outstanding gunner and jammer on the punt and punt return team. Perhaps take over for Taiwan Jones in that role and compliments Sir on Neal. And then I think he could be a factor at safety and outside corner in a year or two, depending on how all that goes. So I'm very interested in, in Christian Benford and, and how he can develop on this roster. I think this is a, an underrated pick that the Bills made. There's a lot of intrigue there. Love the physicality, love the ball skills. Let's move on to Luke Tenuta, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. Six-round pick, number 209 overall. 22 years old. He turns 23 in September. He's a coach's son, so he moved around a ton growing up. Mostly grew up in the mid-Atlantic. He played his high school ball in Virginia. In addition to football, he played baseball in high school. Three-star recruit. He opted for Virginia Tech over West Virginia and North Carolina. His dad played DB at Virginia Tech and has been coaching for over 40 years at major college programs. And he's full of a, a family full of athletes. So everyone that all of his siblings, they're all college football players and you know, baseball, football, you know, a lot of a lot of athletes in the family. At Virginia Tech, he started 26 games, 14 of those at right tackle, 12 at left tackle. He was an honorable all ACC selection in 2021. In terms of his size and athleticism, he's six foot eight, tall, 97th percentile. 319 pounds, that's a 72nd percentile. 32 and 7 eighths on the arm length, that's 23rd percentile. Really strange how much 
what his arm length is relative to his height. I mean, six foot eight with sub 33 inch arms. That's very, very surprising. 10 and an eighth inch hands, 61st percentile. 5-4-1, 40-yard dash, 20th percentile. one 8 6 10-yard split, that's the 19th percentile. 26-inch vertical jump, 28th percentile. 8-foot, eight 8-inch eight broad jump, 104 or 10th percentile, excuse me. 4-7-7 short shuttle, which is the 42nd percentile. 7-7-5-3 cone, which is the 54th percentile. And 19 bench press reps, which is the 42nd percentile. So a really strange size and athletic profile here. Tall. Doesn't have much length, you know, 319 pounds and a below average athlete, you know, not a guy that has much in the way of explosive movement skills, average in terms of agilities and change of direction below average in terms of that short area quickness. Now, as for my scouting report on Tenuta, uh, this is a player that I did a full write up on for the DraftNetwork.com because he's in my region. Again, my region is ACC, AAC. Florida, South Carolina, and one more team from the SEC. Uh, what is it? Florida, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Excuse me. So uh, here's my my summary of my scouting report on Luke Tenuta. This is what I wrote. I said, after redshirting in 2019, Luke Tenuta started five games in 2019 and nine games in 2020 at right tackle. He flipped to the left side in 2021 and appeared just as comfortable as he did on the right side. That versatility to play either side is critical to Tenuta as he projects best to a swing tackle role at the next level. Tenuta is a smart football player with good temperament, awareness, and control given his size. With that said, his excessive height presents notable challenges with leverage, winning with first contact, protecting his edges, and establishing consistency with his hands. Despite mostly playing with good knee, bend, and weight distribution, he simply plays too tall and has to fight his frame to, to be in consistently good positions to execute. Tenuta moves well for his frame and can be trusted to widen gaps in zone runs. I like his control and consistency executing on the move when working in space. He projects well as a developmental swing tackle in a McVay-Shanahan-style offense, but there are some things he'll need to overcome to truly stick and claim a role in the NFL. So how do I feel about the pick? I'm pretty indifferent on this selection. I don't love his tools. He lacks length for a tackle. He's too tall to play inside. I'm not sure he makes the roster. The value is fine. He's ranked 227 on my board. The Bills got him at two. 09, so you know, it's appropriate value. But with Dawkins, Brown, Questenberry, and Doyle firmly ahead of him on the depth chart, I don't see a path to the roster at all unless there's major, major injuries. So my role that I'm projecting for him is as a practice squad player that you know the Bills will have to release, expose the roster, sign back to the practice squad, and see if you can have some developmental appeal as a stash guy. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and save money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. You have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. One more draft pick to get to. 
It's linebacker Balin Specter out of Clemson, the Bills' seventh-round pick, number 231 overall. He's 23 years old. He turns 24 in October. He's from Calhoun, Georgia, played linebacker, wide receiver, and quarterback in high school, um, actually threw a game-winning touchdown pass in the uh, state championship game. So uh, a fun high school career for him. Was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. He picked Clemson over Duke and Wake Forest. His dad actually played wide receiver at Clemson, and much like many of the Bills draft picks this year, he comes from a family of athletes. In terms of his college career at Clemson, he was a special teamer his first two seasons with the Tigers, and then a starting linebacker in 2020 and 2021. He was an honorable all-mention ACC player his two seasons as a starter in 2020 and 2021. Let's look at his size and athleticism. He's six foot one, which is the 12th percentile for linebackers, 233 pounds, the 14th percentile, 31 and a half inch arms, the 25th percentile, 10 inch hands, that's the 76th percentile, 460 40 yard dash, is 78th percentile, 157 10 yard split, 73rd percentile, 36 inch vertical jump, that's the 73rd percentile, 10 foot two broad jump, 79th percentile, 418 short shuttle, 79th percentile. 691 three cone, 90th percentile, and then 19 bench press reps, which is the 27th percentile. So he's not a, a big linebacker. He's got below average size, especially in terms of the length, sub 32 inch arms, but he's a good athlete, good explosive athlete, good change of direction skills. You really like the, the athletic profile that comes with Bale Inspector. Just like Luke Tenuta, Bale Inspector, he's in my region for the draftnetwork.com. So I did a full write up on him. Let me read that to you. Balin Spector comes from a family full of Clemson Tigers, and his father, brother, and sister are all graduates. Spector played quarterback and linebacker in high school and began his career at Clemson as a reserve and special teams player before getting a chance to start over the last two seasons where he performed well. Spector is a sound processor that holds his own in zone coverage and thrives in a pursuit style and gap shooting role as a run defender. He is a physical and urgent player with a motor that always runs hot. His four concerns, Spectre has modest length and block shedding skills. He isn't a consistent stack and shed defender that plays the extension to navigate his way through traffic. He's also not an interchangeable linebacker that is a lineup anywhere, do everything guy. He does enter the NFL with good special teams ex experience and should be able to make an impact there while providing depth at linebacker. So how do I feel about this pick? I'm okay with it. I mean, it's a late round pick with a guy that has appealing special teams qualities can provide depth at linebacker. I mean, I think that's what you're looking for late in the draft. Guys that have a chance to be rostered, that can help you on teams, and provide you some depth from scrimmage. Now, projecting his role and impact, I do think he's got a tough path to make the roster. I mean, how many linebackers are the Bills going to carry? Six, maybe? You got Edmonds, you got Milano, you got Terrell Bernard, the Bills' third-round pick, Tyrell Dotson, Tyler Medikavich. Those five players, to me, are, are close to being roster locks. You might have room for one more player, and you have Andre Smith, Mark Kelly, and Joe Giles Harris in the mix. So Balin Specter would need for the Bills to roster six linebackers, and you'd have, you'd have to beat out all those players. So I think it's going to be a tough path for him, especially beating out a guy like Andre Smith. So. 
I'm not sure this is a player that is actually going to make the Bills roster. And look, I mean, I think they made eight picks. And so it's surprising to me. It would be surprising to me that all eight would make the roster. But the two guys that I think have the toughest path are the last two picks and Luke Tenuta and Balen Spector. I think they're both guys that are probably going to be waived and then stashed on the practice squad. So uh, that's reasonable. You know, I, I think that's perfectly fine. I never thought that eight draft picks would make the roster. But um, I, I definitely don't see the path there with Tenuta or Specter to really make this roster. But we'll see. They'll have a chance to compete in camp. And um, obviously, injuries can change things significantly. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. Tomorrow will be herd mentality. So I'm looking forward to diving into your questions about the draft. And then, of course, a uh, ton of great content the rest of the week. And I'm very excited for our offseason plan. Uh, I've got it all mapped out. We've got some, some really great talking points to get into. We'll obviously do a lot of forward-thinking stuff. We'll do some comparative stuff. We'll uh, reflect on things from the past. I love the summer. Summer's just as fun to me as all the off-season stuff, the, you know, the big off-season stuff, and, of course, game week. So make sure you keep it dialed in here on the Lockdown Bills podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Like this video. Leave a comment. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.